it wasn't until I started shadow working, I'd probably say maybe like eight years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's not until that shadow work started that I realized success is just an imagination. <laughs> you can, if you can imagine it, you can have it. <laughs> Welcome to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well, the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Renee Giles. Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hey, thank you for being here. I am so excited to share another episode with you, this time with Jethro Genius. And yes, that is his real last name. (laughs) This was a really fun conversation, y'all, if you can't already tell. Jethro is a spiritual creative and video production agency founder, helping corporate companies with marketing and training, as well as like-minded entrepreneurs with brand strategy and consulting. He ditched his career as a music producer and engineer at Universal Music Group in favor of finding spiritual enlightenment and financial freedom. And now, Jethro helps corporate marketing teams and small business owners using his intuitive third-eye abilities to create effective marketing and training content so they can increase the efficiency of their company operations. I think you all are really going to enjoy this one. So let's get into it. Hello. Hello, Shelby. How are you? I am doing very well. Very well. How are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, I feel really good today. Today has been like an energy field that I feel like I've been manifesting for the last three years. <laughs> oh, wow. We're, we're going to dig into that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, being on a podcast and meeting you randomly and being on your mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I aspired to do three years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and the fact that it's happened today. Yeah, it happened today, and I'm like, all right, I just got to collect myself around this, so. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate you for having me. Of course. Of course. Thank you for doing this. And it's such a, that's such a good segue into sharing with listeners how you and I met. And so yeah. you actually came to the launch event for the podcast um, yeah. back in March, the end of March, literally the day before I took my, <laughs> my cross country trip out here to LA. And yeah, like I was just like, I'm always kind of scanning the room and, you know, there were a lot of people there that I knew and I knew I didn't know you, although you looked familiar to me, but I was like, I don't think I know him. And so is the head shape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I made sure to, um, to talk with you because I was just like, something is just like familiar about this person. I don't know what it is, but let me go talk to him. And as soon as I talked to you, I was like, okay, yes, this is why I needed to talk to this person because the conversation was just so aligned. And I feel like we had kind of a a pre-conversation to the conversation we're about to have today, which is why I asked 
asked you to come on the podcast. So I'm so grateful that you not only got to be a part of the inception of this thing that I manifested, but you're also a guest, you know, so I appreciate you doing this and and I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, no worries. You know, in times like that, I feel like maybe 1500 years ago, (laughs) our souls were like, all right, look, we're going to meet at Eater DC, is that where it was? Eaton, Eaton yeah. DC. Yeah, mm-hmm. our souls were like, let's meet at Eaton DC at this day, this time. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> and then, <laughs> mm-hmm. 15, 15 year, 100 years later, in human years, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we felt like we knew each other and yep. like we had yep. to speak that day. Um, yeah, and here that's we are. so true. Yeah, it's so true. And it's so beautiful when that happens. And then I found out you were a cancer and I was just like, oh my God, cancer vibes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I love my fellow cancers. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that, you know, you, uh, you know, because cancers a lot of, a lot of times get a lot of bad rep for like emotionally Mm -hmm. disturbed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. I've never gotten emotionally disturbed. I think, but I think I summed it up. But like definitely, definitely sensitive, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so funny too because I've had to reframe my concept of sensitivity over the years anyway, because it's actually a almost like a superpower, you know, if you Think about it in terms of like the empathy that that comes along with. Um, it's not just being like, oh, you're sensitive. It's not that. It's it's actually like, oh, you are perceptive and like empathic and you get all these, um, you, you sense things that other people might potentially miss, you know? And so it's, yeah. it's been this interesting, like, okay, what does that actually mean? So that's been kind of cool. Yeah, and then I like how you you know you shift the narrative because it's all at the end of the day, it's all perceptions that society put against things, labels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in a higher realm and you're operating from that level, it's like, oh, this person is in tune. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like cancers have a really important job because of that gift, yeah. right? An important job of connecting to people on a deeper mm-hmm. sense than mm-hmm. a normal person or a regular other person would connect to. Yeah. And that creates a really deeper space for healing for that person. As long as if yeah. that cancer understands that, you know, that person's problems and issues and whatever they're going through is not their own. Yeah. It's all a matter of tapping into their energy field and tapping into them mm-hmm. and being able to like, guide them through the situation. Yeah. And that's a real gift when you're able to hone it in that way. And that that's so spot on, like being able to support people in that way, but also knowing what's yours to keep and carry and what's not. Yeah. That is, that's something that I feel like, you know, comes with time in a way. For sure. So, yeah. 
So interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to actually jump into your story. I'm so excited yeah. to hear the story. You kind of teased this a little bit for me back in March. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually don't know a lot of the story. So I'm excited to hear a lot of your story alongside our listeners um, because I know <laughs> it's actually going to be really inspiring. Intuitively, I just, I just, knew and I didn't need to know why. And now we're having this conversation. So it's great. You know, um, I like the yeah. way it happens. Yeah. So jumping in, as you know, from just, you know, being a part of our very first conversation, I love to ground us in what your starting point was spiritually. And so what does spirituality look like for you as you were navigating childhood, growing up? Um, how did spirituality show up in your life back then? Oh, oh man, we're going to be here all day, all night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, see, the thing about me is I've remembered my childhood um, mm-hmm. since from my first memory at five months. Um, wow. And so on. So like between the mm-hmm. five months and then the first year, what's been happening was I would remember vivid events that happened mainly for me to adapt to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I remember it starting very young. I remember my legs in the air and, and I'm being wiped and I'm actually observing. I'm a very observant person mm-hmm. and I'm observing what's going on. And I remember my brother coming towards me a lot of the times while I'm laying there. And he would poke at my neck, specifically right here. He would Mm -hmm. poke at my neck right there. My brother was four years older than me. Um, But to get into the question, though, I can really elaborate on that by saying that first, being born in Haiti um, Mm -hmm. is a gift, honestly. Because there's a lot of things that happen, supernatural things that happens down there. And a lot mm-hmm. of gifts that people are born with down there. That is not spoken about, you know, all the time. The only thing you hear about is voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, where in reality, I would honestly say that voodoo is our religion as a people, right? In Haiti. Mm-hmm. However, with many gifts and powers... There will be some that use it for good and there will be some that use it for bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously, just like the news, you get the negative side of the stories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So um, with that being said, my family, specifically from my mother's side, her father and grandfather and so on practice voodoo. Um, Mm -hmm. And with that being said, there was a very deep spiritual connection or a a spiritual practice within my lineage Mm -hmm. to begin with. Now, my mother stopped practicing at a young age. However, she still had that in her. And by the time I was born, I figured that I was born with six senses. Um, Mm -hmm. And the time I found that out was at midnight, (laughs) I woke up and I went outside to play like a regular kid, right? <laughs> At midnight. <laughs> At midnight, of course. You're outside, you're <laughs> wandering around town. That's what you do. 
Um, and as I'm in the backyard playing, we lived in a in a really tight neighborhood where every house was like, imagine a block, a small block, mm-hmm. but all the houses are in front of each other, kind of like a rotunda, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but except there's dirt in between them. And our neighbors from across had passed away like maybe like six months prior. And I'm outside playing at that time of night. And I see the neighbor sitting on her stoop. And I'm like, I could have sworn I saw all these people crying because they said she died. Um, So haven't seen her in, in, in a while. I went inside and called my mother and I'm like, waking everybody up and down. I bet. <laughs> I'm like, hey, look, so-and-so's back. And my mother's like, yo, what are you talking about? Why are you up? Mm-hmm. So I tell her outside and we're sitting there looking at her porch and she's like, let's go, you know? And I'm like, no, no, she's really mm-hmm. there. And I start crying. I'm like, she's really there. Why aren't you guys believing me? So what happens is we went to the other neighbor. My mother went to the neighbor, other neighbor's house because she's she's now... Like, hold on, something's up. And that other neighbor also had six sense as well. Mm-hmm. Mind you, that neighbor comes in and sees the deceased neighbor and mm-hmm. was like, yo, mm-hmm. he wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it turned to like a, I don't know if it was like a ritual or they were doing church. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it definitely sounded like some type of, casting away happening Mm -hmm. and at that point i realized that yo uh dude this is this is different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and other than that after that point of time um i moved to america very young at six back in 96 Mm -hmm. um i was going on to seven and from that point on i realized it was more so I had to adapt to America. So I stopped Mm -hmm. using a lot of my gifts Mm. that I had, that I've been using in Haiti, Um, focusing on learning English, Mm -hmm. (laughs) learning how to make friends um, and seeing the American culture that kind of like really took me away. And I'm the type of person, if I'm not using a certain type of skill, my brain kind of takes it away to make space Mm -hmm. for the new ones I'm using, um, which is a gateway to how I ended up tapping back. So yeah, I hope Mm -hmm. that answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, that very much answers the question. And it's funny because, um, like I said, I haven't heard these stories yet. So it's, it's really interesting to hear this because I actually had a very similar experience when I was a toddler. Yeah. I, um, I've told the story before, but I don't think I've actually told it on the podcast yet. But, um, when I was a toddler, my mom tells me this story. I don't actually remember it myself, but she was getting ready for work one morning and, She said that I um, ran upstairs. We lived in one of those homes where like when you first come in, you can either go downstairs or upstairs. So like I was downstairs playing or something while my mom was getting ready for work. And I ran upstairs and I was like, I saw grandma. I saw grandma like talking about my paternal grandmother who had, you know, recently transitioned. And yeah, like she was like, yeah, I figured you probably did. (laughs) You know, wow. <laughs> you know, and um, 
I, you know, similar to you, just didn't really, I knew that I was deeply intuitive and actually experienced a lot of intuitive, um, intuitive experiences. I don't know how to describe it actually. Um, until I want to say my, my late teens, not really understanding like what it was or like why, you know, it was happening, but similar to you, I, for different reasons, you know, but I just didn't really understand it. So I kind of leaned out of it because I just, it was just like confusing. Um, But every once in a while I would tell people, Hey, I could tell you, (laughs) like I used to do this thing where I would be like, I could tell you a lot about yourself if you want, you know, just like I could, I could, I could like tell you all these things without knowing much about you. And I used to do that sometimes with people just like for fun. I had no scene out of X-Men. I didn't even like, I didn't even connect this to spirituality. Like I didn't know why I had this ability, but I would just meet people and I would be like, Hey, do you want to like, almost like it was like a a party trick or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I would do this like in my, in my like early twenties, I was like, yeah, I could, I could tell a lot about you from knowing you for like five minutes. (laughs) But what I learned was one it wasn't productive, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, as I got older, especially now, I recognize how sacred that gift is and how to like, not turn it on and off, but how to use it with reverence and yeah. um, make the balance of my knowing directed towards myself, you know, mm. rather than that being directed towards others, unless it's in a very like, I'm supporting someone, you know, through their journey in like a very intentional way. But yeah, when I got to the point where I realized that it just wasn't productive and it was actually draining my energy and keeping me from tuning into myself, I kind of shifted away from doing it. But but then I didn't really know how to really use it, you know, so. So that was interesting. But yeah, when you told that story, I was like, huh, yeah. So (laughs) do you do you feel like you are using these gifts currently Mm -hmm. in the stage of your life? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still learning, you know, how these gifts show up for me. Um, One thing that, so since I've leaned into my spiritual practices, like I, um, I meditate more than I ever have in life. Mm -hmm. Just my, my practice has deepened a lot. And then um, I also practice energy healing and breath work really consistently. And those two things on their own have really supported me in understanding how my gifts show up, how I'm supposed to use them, and how they help me to bring things into the physical form from like the non-physical form, which is like receiving something as a vision or a download or a feeling that feels very true that I need to follow, you know, things like that. Um, I'm learning how to take those things and bring them into the physical form, basically. And and this podcast is actually <laughs> an example of that, you know. So I feel much more comfortable with with it, you know, than I used yeah. to. And even with like some of the visions that I've had, they tend to be 
premonitive more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I see the past and some, and this is for context for our listeners. This isn't spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually like uh, when I do really deep breath work and energy healing sessions, I oftentimes yeah. have visions and I sometimes will have like premonitive dreams as well. And I've seen things happen after I've had the dream without me doing anything. I just like have the dream or have the vision. And then, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> like, that's what that was. So wow. it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But how has it shown up for you? Um, so you had this experience at six and I'm sure other experiences, you know, before you came to the U.S. And then you kind of, for lack of a better term, um, let other priorities yeah. <laughs> in getting acclimated, you know, to a new country and just being a kid trying to find his way in in this new world, like not exercising those gifts and feeling like it's it wasn't really welcome here, you know? Like how did yeah. how did you navigate that and then find your way back to your gifts over time? Ah, uh, that's a smooth question. Um, <laughs> So as I grew, things slowly started to wake me up. However, th- those gifts were always dormant. Yeah. Um, more like subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it would happen whenever it wants to mm-hmm. happen, right? But it'll happen just at random times. So for example, we had moved to this one house two years after we came to America. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, four years after. And my parents finally purchased the house. However, that house was right slam next door to a hospice. Is that how you say it? Hospice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like literally next door. Um, Mm. And I didn't even know what that was at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And... However, I feel like every time, the first time I came into the house, it was a front porch mm-hmm. and then a door. Then you get into the house. Yeah. Um, but there was like, it's kind of like a mudroom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Front porch mixed with mudroom. I remember the first day I walked into that house to see our new house, I was getting ready to walk inside the second door into the house. I stopped and did this. And I looked up. I actually reenacted it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how, I guess that's how, you know, um, real it was. So I stopped, looked, then looked up, and then continued. Mm -hmm. Now, when that thing happens, before it happens, I will start getting goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, whenever I enter the space what will happen is I will stop and have that same moment. But then that's like my alarm, right? To Mm -hmm. tell me that Mm -hmm. there's something here. Mm -hmm. But then what ends up happening now further, since I've been practicing a lot more um, meditative and really focus like extreme on my uh, third eye, Mm -hmm. what happens now is I don't just stop and have that moment. I download something and it's like, it tells me exactly what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is when those, obviously when those thoughts come in, 
are when those downloads come in, you don't question it because you know your strengths, you know your powers. Um, mm-hmm. You just follow at will, right? Mm-hmm. At least that's the relationship that I've created with my higher self to mm-hmm. listen to these uh, downloads when they come in. Yeah. Um, so what would happen throughout my younger um, years, I would just get these goosebumps. Like somebody would walk around by me and I'll get goosebumps. Um, just don't, I never paid attention to it. I'll have visions like broad daylight. I'll look at somebody and have a whole vision. I guess kind of like you, mm-hmm, I'll have, mm-hmm. I'll have a vision of like staple moments in their lifetime mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. never paid it no mind. Um, yeah. I can look at somebody's eyes and tell what pain they're going through. Mm-hmm. I can also look at somebody's eyes and know their intentions in this world. Like who have mm-hmm. they been being either profession wise or either um, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helps me distinguish who I want to associate myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that overall, the sixth sense of like actually seeing paranormal activity Mm -hmm. that hasn't happened which sometimes i swear (laughs) i can see it really flash by like real quick and then i'm just like Mm -hmm. and now i get intrigued i'm like show me more like i don't i don't want to just see that i feel Mm -hmm. like i'm at a space Mm -hmm. where i'm spiritually strong enough to handle Mm -hmm. any energy that comes around me it's just a matter of mutating that energy Mm-hmm. Um, I know my light, right? So mm-hmm. I want to see more. I'm, I, if you're going to tease me, <laughs> um, you know, let's let's play, right? So that's that's just how I am now. Um, but mm-hmm. also, what happened with that sixth sense is I was able to grab that sixth sense and transfer it through every single one of my senses. So because I haven't focused it directly through my eyes, um, which that's how it came out, right? First, being able to see Mm -hmm. um, paranormal things. Now I'm able to hear, see, feel, touch, taste (laughs) on an extreme level. Hmm. Wow. Um, And I think I rather that gift instead of just (laughs) instead of just seeing um Mm -hmm. and that being an entrepreneur that helps i utilize that gift to be a visionary Mm -hmm. being able to see where the bigger picture and also seeing exactly what the end goal will be and being creative enough to see the steps and how each step should look like in between Mm -hmm. just in a flash of an eye or blink of an eye um and that's how you know it's currently being used right now (laughs) Um, yeah it's it's amazing how these gifts show up in our professional lives you know i i definitely saw it in um my pr career just being extremely empathic needing to communicate for others so often you know it it just it just fit and then now, like I said, like exercising, 
what it means to receive something and then use your energy in the most optimal way that you know how based on your own gifts to like bring that thing into the physical. Like that's something as an entrepreneur, as I'm sure you know, is a whole nother practice because so often we are creating things from scratch and maybe even things that don't exist yet, you know? And so being able to have that vision, but also have the ability to bring it to life is just, you know, coupling those two things together is its own practice, you know? And one of my spiritual mentors, Alana Snow, has said that, I don't remember the exact quote, but she basically said that, you know, choosing to be an entrepreneur is a conscious decision to do like soul work. Like it, it's, it's soul Ooh. work in, in and of itself. Um, and it's real. It's Cause real. there, there are yeah. some, I've experienced really dark times and I've mm. experienced really bright times and mm. obviously experiencing the middle. And I would honestly say, don't mean to get off topic, but since we're here, I would yeah. honestly say that being an entrepreneur and to be a successful one at that has nothing to do with how well you can communicate to others. That's just mm-hmm. a skill that you end up building. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to do with monetary, how, how well you can move money, manage money, and none of that. It starts with your relationship with self. And yeah. at least, you know what, I'm speaking from my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I want the mm-hmm. listeners to hear this and not take it as their truth because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's my truth that I've seen through my journey. However, mm-hmm. sharing it could potentially spark something, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started shadow working, I'd probably say maybe like eight years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's not until that shadow work started that I realized Success is just an imagination. <laughs> if, you can, if you can imagine it, you can have it. <laughs> um, yeah. And it all starts with, are you capable of processing these things that are going to occur towards that path? And yeah. you're always in training to be ready for it. So when it comes to like knowing what you will do And what you won't do is very important in that world, right? Um, Because your your integrity is not, I wouldn't say ego, but your integrity has to be front forward because everything Mm -hmm. you do has to be around your why and who you are. Being in integrity with yourself. um, But you have to know yourself. mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like a lot of professionals end up skipping that step by not knowing who they are. And end up in situations where they're like, man, I I just got to do it. This is just the things you got to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the attitude so often. And I don't blame people. I mean, it's, I don't. it's, you know, it's like when you, I mean, I think this is why I, I'm so passionate about like talking about possibility, you know, and I challenge myself because it's not easy. Like I'm making decisions even this week where I'm just like, Shelby, like, what does it mean to live as if everything is possible? Like what decision would you make from that place? You know, 
because it's so easy, you know, to walk around saying, yeah, you can do anything, you know, but am I, I, am I really making decisions that are in alignment with that belief, you know? So yeah, it's, it's um, definitely knowing yourself, but you said something about um, being able to process that thing so that you can bring it to life. If your mindset isn't one of belief, you know, believing that anything is possible, you will often receive things that you sweep under the rug because you just see limitation and lack and and block. And, And there's so much, I guess, earthly 3D proof of that, I guess, appeals to people's and even my own like ego that wants to keep us safe you know, from things that we no longer really need to be kept safe from, you know, just from prior conditioning and everything. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely soul work. The shadows come up. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it is. yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. Cause, um, the way you are in one thing is the way you are in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And it just shows in micro or macro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just listening to something on my morning walk. It was actually, um, I don't know if you've ever explored human design. Definitely going to look up your human design if you don't know it already <laughs> after this. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. But there are these um, gene keys that are associated with your human design. And I think it was the 47th. Gene Key, I was listening to, like, there's there's a book that has them all in there. There's 64 altogether. But a friend of mine recommended, like, just getting the audiobook so you can just, like, listen to whichever one That's, you want. I have yeah. audiobooks for days. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. And um, this one was actually talking about how oftentimes, of course, like, we see a shadow, don't want to look at it, you know, kind of sweep it under the rug. But our shadows being the channel to the growth, you know, the shadow being the channel to the growth. And so leaning into the shadow and appreciating what is there to teach you so that you can be on the other side of it. And what's on the other side is the growth is the light, you know, like there's the dark and the light. So you gotta, you gotta embrace both and appreciate both for what they, what they teach us. So but you got to listen when, to it. They say no, it way better actually, than I just did. <laughs> I've actually um, put that mental note because uh, I strive to read five, not read, listen to five books a day. <laughs> um, um, not a day a week, but three minutes. Five books a week? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at minimum, three. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, to a lot of people, it might sound like a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. You could spend you could <laughs> spend two hours. You could you could spend two yeah. hours just scratching your back mm-hmm. <laughs> in one day, right? Um, That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like I, five times fifty-two <laughs> weeks in a year. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know the number. I'm, I need a calculator, but that's a lot of books. <laughs> that, that, it feel it does feel Actually, like I it's a lot. Um, yeah. But the time just goes by. 
Yeah, time um, is gonna go by regardless. So yeah, I feel. I figure I'm in the yeah. I'm in the gym for three hours. Um, mm-hmm. So the first two hours, I'm uh, between cycling, abs, and like targeted mm-hmm. workouts. In that meantime, I, being a sound engineer, I told you before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, being a sound engineer, I'm able to some of the skills I've learned in that field is to learn how to separate different sounds from each other. Mm-hmm. Being able to isolate sound frequencies of each other. Um, so by having that skill, while I'm at the gym, I know I'm going to be doing these workouts for two hours. Mm-hmm. I get two-hour workout fo- solely focusing on the sound. As in mm-hmm. And actually, that's why I ended up purchasing these mm-hmm. um, headphones because they, they're noise-canceling. So it, it literally yeah. focuses me on what I'm hearing. On that, yeah. Or my drive. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really um, good time. So next thing you know, a five hour book could be Mm -hmm. going like that. Yeah, that's true. And literally in a day. Yeah. If you think about it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was just like, wow, five. Um, Yeah. So you got to this place where you were able to lean in. You know, you've really leaned in to your gifts and you're welcoming them now. What are you learning most about yourself right now in your spiritual journey? And how are your gifts supporting you in that at this stage? It's a beautiful question. Um, The reason why I say it's beautiful is because what I'm going through right now is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So first, to give some context, I would say you're always learning the same lessons over and over just it just intensifies the next time around Mm -hmm. and then that just ends up opening up your threshold um it's obviously something that used to bother you last year because you got over that it's not gonna bother Mm -hmm. your kid this year right Mm -hmm. but however there's going to be a duplicate version of that that is more intensified, that's going to challenge you mm-hmm. to be better than that. So yeah. um, I would say for the last couple of years, I've been constantly focusing on knocking out those tests, right? That comes up mm. just for fun. <laughs> 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 literally, I, I literally made fun out of it because I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with becoming the next best version of myself. Mm, it's um, a good obsession. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Shelby, it's an obsession for real. And uh, now I'm at the point to where, you know, patience is being tested. I was born with a gift of patience. Mm-hmm. Now, also, it's being tested with a, on a whole different level with currently the life of my mother. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, I would say that has been really challenging. Mm-hmm. So some, some context about her. She's developed, forgive me if I'm saying this wrong, I think it's molinomolar cancer. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's some mm-hmm. form of rare mm-hmm. cancer that mm-hmm. she has. And it's been eating through her bone for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And she did not know. However... I have learned to heal myself through food. And 
the thing is, I'm realizing that she, by taking care of her, I've traveled to New Jersey a couple of times to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, by taking care of her, I realized that a lot of the person that she's being is the person that I was when I was like eight years old. Mm. Like stubborn, don't want to listen. <laughs> You know, and the person she was when I was being that was destructive. So she's like, all right, well, look, I told you not to run because it's muddy outside. And you did, you went ahead and ran and you fell and you bust your tooth. That's why I got that chip. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you're going to you're just going to live. I told you not to do it. So, uh, you know, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of tough love. And obviously, mm-hmm seeing this now because when I'm feeding her and uh I've made her some really good dishes that neutralizes cancer in ways obviously those Mm -hmm. are things you have to eat a lot of it right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. however she's in the hospital telling me that no I want to eat the hospital food because xyz I want to live I want to enjoy myself and in my head I'm like woman you don't enjoy yourself at the hospital if it's steak dinners you want, I can buy you however much you need. If it's whatever you need, the finest foods, I could I could give you that at will. Just mm-hmm. let's get through this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and right now is not the time to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelby, that took me for a whirl. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was angry. Yeah. I was... Yeah. Uh, frustrated all emotions came up and knowing now she's on the verge of like I, I don't know but you know having a blood clot on your lungs cancer spreading through your brain for me mm. doctors saying all of that for me it's not looking you know mm-hmm. I want to be positive yeah. and I want to stay balanced mm-hmm. however I do have her personality traits sometimes of being destructive mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that's the, that's the lesson I'm learning right now. And it's just on a whole different level at that point. Um, yeah. and I'm constantly reminding myself that, yo, this is the challenge. And would you accept death the same way you accept life? You know, that's the question mm-hmm. that goes through my head mm-hmm. because I always preach life. Death is beautiful. The only difference between them is a judgment, right? Yeah, it goes back to the the light and the dark and how we judge that. Yeah. So those are the questions that I'm constantly reminding myself of to bring me back to balance. If Mm -hmm. God forbid anything happened, you will celebrate the same way you celebrate when it's great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's currently the challenge. Yeah, Yeah, I can only imagine and I... I haven't had to experience that specifically, but I know the feeling of, you know, when you get to a place where certain things are just very true for you and you want so badly to share that truth, you know, with your loved ones and in a way that, you know, will, you know, transform their lives. And you just have to sometimes yeah, like the the judgment will come up, the impatience will come up, and and sometimes this radical like um, acceptance and surrender 
to not just where you are on your journey, but where others are on their journeys. Yeah. It can be really, it can be really hard, especially when it's someone that you (sighs) love, you know, so deeply. But yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Like that radical acceptance, you know, is, is huge. Yeah. And um, that's one thing I came to, it, it, it came to me like Jethro, everybody's in their own journey. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, she's not going to, it took you eight years to get here to where you're at. She's not mm-hmm. going to do it in two days. Mm-hmm. And I had to really, I mean, I guess I understood that prior, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's now it's on a different level. I have to re-understand that at this level. Yeah, I guess those yeah. were the levels I was trying to <laughs> yeah, that's, tell you. Yeah, I love that you framed it that way because it really is a thing. And sometimes when we are presented with that next level of growth around a specific thing that has come up before, sometimes we we don't give ourselves grace and continue to celebrate how much we've grown around that particular thing because it yeah. it came up again in a more like intense way, but it's really just the universe saying, okay, you're ready for this next level. Yeah. You know, it doesn't negate all of the growth that you've already done. It's just for saying, sure. okay, like here's the next level. Like you're, you're ready for the next level. This is the next opportunity to come into consciousness of who you truly are around this particular thing, you know? And um, I was talking with a friend about that recently where she was like, I thought I had, you know, moved (laughs) past this thing or moved through this thing, but then it just popped up, you know, again in a different way. And I was just like, well, I mean, you have, you did move through that thing, you know, and you should give yourself, you know, all the love for moving through that thing. Um, This is actually probably you being presented with an opportunity to go even further, you know? Yeah. So just celebrate the growth and anticipate <laughs> anticipate that next level, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's a trip, but I've seen it happen in my life in many ways, so many ways. Um, yeah. And one day I just, I was just like, you know what? This is just another opportunity, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like how you frame it. Another opportunity. Yeah. So we already talked about this a little bit, but I want to hear more about your practices. I know, you, <laughs> I know you're reading like five books a week and like <laughs> you're in the gym three hours a day. Like we all just need to catch up. We all just need to catch up with you. But... <laughs> But seriously, um, you know, it takes a lot like to be so intentional about that personal growth. You do have to support yourself in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear more about the practices, you know, that you use or just the habits that really support you through that continuous growth and what your non-negotiables are to in, in those practices. Nice. I feel like I need to write these points down. Because, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> First, my practice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then my non-negotiables, or lastly, my non-negotiables. What was the mm-hmm. middle one? 
you can mix it all together, but um, your practices, basically your practices, mm-hmm. and then which ones are the ones where you just like, this is something that I will not, not do for myself on a day to day or a weekly basis or monthly or however often. Okay. Awesome. So mm-hmm. my practices are interesting first. <laughs> a lot of the efforts came in in the first three years of me tapping into my journey, which was back in 2013. Mm. And that happened while I was working. That was my first job, actually. It was my first mm-hmm. job because mm-hmm. prior to that, I was working at a barbershop, which I controlled my own hours. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. Barber by day and Kanye West by night. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> um, I was in the music industry, right? Um, with oh, yeah. Doing sound mm-hmm. engineering and, and mm-hmm. um, production. Mm-hmm. so both of those worlds allowed me to structure my schedule and allowed me to work for my results right Mm -hmm. Um, but my first job in the midst of all of that once I decided to leave the music industry for morality reasons that's Mm -hmm. something we could talk about I hear that a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Um, So I left the industry for morality reasons. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? So I ended up getting a job as a security guard. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all started, really. Mm-hmm. Because I had time to just sit there, right? Yeah, I bet. As a security guard, I feel like because I went through that journey as a security mm-hmm. guard, I feel like you have the best of both worlds of getting paid and working on yourself. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Because there's not really much that happens as a security guard. It's just that yeah. when it happens, it's bad. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just there, right? like, just in case something pops up. Exactly. Um, but in the meantime, of, I'll be working on myself. I'll be working on myself. <laughs> and that's what I did. Um, at first, I started off watching YouTube videos, getting entertainment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What happened was a month in, I'm like, yo, this is not me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, don't. I started work at 8 a.m. And it was a two-hour commute from New Jersey oh, wow. to, to New York. And it was like, ah, I hate waking up early because I'm going. usually I go to bed at 6 a.m. I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I just got to a point where I was like tired and fed up. And I was like, Yo, mm-hmm. what am I mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. And I went on social media and I saw this message randomly. And the thing is, on IG was, for lack of better words, but we're going to cut straight to the point. It was, <laughs> it was strippers and um, cars <laughs> and fashion, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. So... Throughout all of that, the message came through. One random wow. message came It only through. takes one. <laughs> and let me pull it up for you. Hopefully we have time. I can read it. Is it? Yeah, yeah, read it. Um, yeah, let me read the message. Because okay. I snapped that once I read it that day, I snapshot it. Okay. And I said, I will never forget this message ever. Uh, there it is. Wow. That's divine. Oh, is there? Look, okay. I did one, two, three. <laughs> my finger landed on it. Wow. <laughs> After what? 
That was in 2014. Imagine how much pictures wow. is on my phone. <laughs> oh, we're about to get this message. We're oh, we're about to get, get this. So the message went, let whatever you do today be enough. Let go of the judgment you have about what you should be or could be doing. And today, allow yourself to simply be. Comparing yourself in your journey may be habitual, but it gets you nowhere. It makes you feel worse and keeps you stuck. So stop fixating on where everyone else is and start giving yourself permission to be exactly where you are. Quiet the voice telling you to do more and be more. And trust that in this moment, who you are, where you are, and what you are doing is enough. You will get to where you need to be in your own time. Until then, breathe. Breathe and be patient with yourself and your process. You are doing the best you can to cope and survive amid your struggles. And that's all you can ask of yourself. It's enough. You are enough. And that was quoted by Daniel Kwepke. Yeah. Mm. Wow. After I read this, it's, it clicked. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this message, I could have not seen it. And I would have probably been in my same situation. Wow. Um, so from that point on, what I started doing is I started seeing more quotes on my timeline. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where is this thing coming from? <laughs> um, that's not what I look for. <laughs> um, and at one point, as I'm s- scrolling through YouTube, I saw this one video about something tapping into your Akashic records. Like, oh, wow. And I've heard of Akashic before. In my journey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not knowing what it was. So I Googled Akashic Records. Yeah. And because it looks, the, the, the thumbnail looks spiritual. And there was like this meta human that looked, <laughs> you know, <laughs> decked mm-hmm. out with the chakras lightning up and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, this looks crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I Googled what Akashic Records was. And then at that point, it was just all started opening up. Next yeah. thing you know, then I got into astral projecting. And mm. that was a really great time um, of my life. And that was like six months after just learning. I did a lot of research just wow. learning. And I think I told you before, my path number is seven, mm. Um, mm. which is knowledge and wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, that's what I do <laughs> my whole life um, yeah. is learn. Yeah. So... Then I started practicing astral projecting. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. took two months of consistently doing it every day, every day to actually do it. Wow. Um, Or attempting. But I was, like I said, I'm an extreme person. Whatever I I want, I need it now. If I got to put (laughs) 10,000 hours in 10 years, Mm -hmm. I will do those 10,000 hours in two weeks. (laughs) Right? I'm that type of person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There is some good and bad to that, right? Um, Yeah. You just have to decipher when you want to do that. Yeah. So that's what I did with astral projecting. I was learning about it 50% of the times and I was trying it the other 50% of the times. Mm -hmm. And the first time I actually did it was in the security guard booth. Oh, wow. They ended up, yeah, they ended up moving me across the site to where it was a much more quieter place. I'm telling you, there was nothing happened on that location. <laughs> but where they moved me, absolutely nothing is going to happen there. 
So, but in my head, I'm like, oh, this is, this is, you know, synchronicity because I need time to do this. Um, <laughs> so that time, it, it is said that it's best for you to practice it when you're super tired, when you're mm-hmm. just getting ready to go to is sleep. Is it like theta when you're like in a theta state? Don't quote me. I'm not going to tell you which realm it's in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know it's when you are in between sleep and conscious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what I practiced. I practiced trying to keep my mind working while my body slept. Mm. And the first time I did it, it was at the booth and I had a hoodie on, a blue hoodie on. And I always slept with my hand in my hoodie with the front in the front of the hoodie. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. my hand is in there and I'm sleeping. And... I wake up and I'm like, why is the lights brighter than they should be today? (laughs) And I'm looking around and I'm looking at the door and everything just felt hazy. You know, it just, it just felt everything. I'm like, it's, it's the booth was brighter. There was no power on site. Like there hasn't been power on the construction site for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. The booth is bright. Outside is bright. The lights are shining and glimmering. I'm like, yo, what? what is this? And then I hear strange sounds of people talking outside. Hmm. And because the thing is, when you're in that state, all your senses heighten. Yeah, yeah. So like you're able to like hear, you could focus on different conversations mm-hmm. from no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. I was in a place where people shouldn't have been, but I was... It felt like there was a crowd outside my booth. Mm. So I'm like, oh my God, man, people got in here. Let me walk outside. (laughs) (laughs) So Shelby, I go open the door and I'm trying to open the door. The door is not moving. The handle's not moving. And I'm like scared at this point. I'm like, yo, how come the door can't move? So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, how about if I try to lean and put my weight on it and turn it? And mm-hmm. I tried to do that and it didn't work. So now I'm here panicking. And then what happened, how I jumped out is I thought about my state of mind. I was scared because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I felt I didn't know. I, I couldn't open the door. I couldn't move because mm-hmm. in that state, you're in sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. You have to consciously mm-hmm. put yourself in sleep paralysis. So I couldn't move and now I'm scared. So I thought about myself in the minute I thought about my state, I woke up, I, I popped mm-hmm. in and I'm like, how come my hand's not out? My hands is still in that little pouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like my hand's not out. Holy shit. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yo, and I'm and I'm like, yo, I really did it. So what happened wow. was 20 minutes later, because the thing is I didn't, I'm sorry, I'm taking a lot. Oh no. <laughs> no, we're good. Keep going. All right. 20 minutes later, I'm like, I was so excited and I'm like, yo, I gotta do this again. I was constantly tired because I wasn't sleeping normally, so I could continuously mm-hmm, try mm-hmm. it every day. So it was easy for me to go back to a sleepy Mm -hmm. state 
And at that point, I did it at will. Wow. <laughs> and I, I leaned back in the chair, same position, hand in my little pouch. And I, I was leaning back on the chair. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my eyes opened, I was like, I'm here. <laughs> wow. And then I lean in forward and I'm like, it's happening. And then so I you, turn around. Yeah. I turn around and looked at myself. I see myself laying there. Wow. As I'm leaning forward and I'm like, yeah, boy. And then I got, (laughs) (laughs) I got too cocky and snapped back in and I woke up. Um, So from that point on, I started, I kept practicing Mm -hmm. this. I kept practicing Mm this. Um, There were times where I stopped practicing it and there were Mm -hmm. times where Mm -hmm. I got back on it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like riding a bike. Once you do it, yeah. um, you can't really forget it. You just have to really condition yourself. Yeah, to yeah. do it. Wow, to that's really it. interesting. Yeah, I one of my um, mentors, I know she often talks about, like she was doing that at age four or so. Just not, I don't know that's if she was conscious time. of what it was. But yeah, she was doing it at like a really, really young age. But that's really incredible. We're going to have to talk more about that. Um, but before we hop, I want to ask you, so the little boy that was back in Haiti, you know, having these visions, you know, these experiences and the, the man that you are now, as you are now, what would you tell that little boy? What advice would you give that little boy about your spiritual journey in like one sentence to like, just sum it up? One sentence is, damn, it's actually four sentences, but (laughs) (laughs) the the top sentence is seek knowledge. Not not school, because the thing is, I was never good with like schoolwork. Um, Mm -hmm, I was was a respectful student, but I was a class clown because Mm -hmm. I didn't fit in that box. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I don't want to come off like I'm judging the school system. (laughs) But it's just that's something that didn't work for me. And when you say, you know, something that is non-negotiable for me Mm -hmm. is a box. I cannot be in a box. Yeah. So, but specifically learning about life. Yeah. If I were to do that earlier in my childhood um, and also seeking mentorship. I'm sorry. I I told you one. (laughs) It had had to be, you know, seek... I tried Can we get it. duality here? I tried it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That, all of that is, is so relevant. And I've I've seen it, you know, now hearing your story play out in, in so many areas of your life. So especially the seek knowledge part. So yeah, that's really beautiful. And thank you for for sharing. And thank you for you know being a part of this. I, I so appreciate it. And we need to follow up on some things. Your human design. I need to hear more about this astro projecting. Oh man, that's, uh, and that's different. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll definitely follow up on all that. But thank you for doing this again. And yeah, I'm excited to you know continue to see how both of our journeys you know continue to unfold just in all areas of life. So yeah, I'm really glad we connected and, and glad we were able to do this. And the feeling is mutual. I appreciate you for bringing me on. And uh, 
just to share and have this genuine conversation. Yeah. Um, as an entrepreneur, I can speak for myself, but I pretty feel pretty sure a lot of people can relate. We rarely get to have these meaningful conversations with people because we're so busy mm-hmm. um, speaking with clients, working, doing you know our work, and focusing on the you know on our goals. Um, and there's a lot of people that gets weeded out through that process of our, of our attaining our goals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having this conversation right here, I feel like it's probably one of the best gifts that I can have <laughs> this year. So appreciate you for having Aww, me. That's amazing. That's amazing. And of course, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. And we'll talk soon. Yes, Shelby. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Bye. Right, bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. And to check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time, journey well.